0: Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp-Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field, or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We will be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner Podcast. I'd like to welcome Tracy House. Tracy is going to talk to us about functional breathwork. But first, Tracy, can you tell us about your passion for the water? When did
1: that all start? Thank you, Karen. Yes, I grew up in South Africa and I was a a water baby. We lived near the ocean. So I spent my weekends in the surf with my dad. Um, Very much loved being in and around water. And when I moved from South Africa to the UK, you know, landlocked, there wasn't any ocean to play in, but you know, I'd find swimming pools too, to, to enjoy, and I became PADI certified, so I got my SCUBA um, certification. Okay. And a few years ago, I discovered freediving, and I realized you could actually learn this as a certification and a sport, and you could compete. And what I love about freediving is it's essentially diving underwater without the use of any breathing apparatus, but you're also not encumbered with equipment. So you're very free, essentially, under the water. And when you combine that with breath control, you can have quite remarkable experiences. Um, so yeah, it's a passion. How deep do you go? Um, my comfort zone, like I wouldn't go deeper at the moment, is um 20 meters. Um, but I could dive deeper in warmer water. So in the UK we we have quite cold water and that affects the relaxation process. So you don't tend to go as deep. Wow,
0: yeah, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) Um, So so tell us, like, from your career story, um, where did you begin and when did things um, take a turn for you?
1: Well, at the risk of running through the CV. My background in brief, you know, I started retail and then I moved into uh, fashion Um, and then in the UK, I really focused on hospitality marketing. Um, I really enjoyed the hotel, restaurant, uh, travel industry, and I'd always been drawn to the creative side of things. So I did a lot of events, marketing, um, and when social media became a force to be reckoned with, you know. I just thought this is amazing because you can combine networking online. So, you know, I just thought this was brilliant. Um, And so I had my own uh, restaurant marketing consultancy in London for almost 12 years. Um, And it was something that I loved. Um, I still love the industry, but I made a decision back in 2017 to change locations. So I moved from the big smoke, as it were, back to the coast. So I could be closer to my family and the ocean. Huh. And that triggered a whole lot of other changes in terms of my career. Um would you like me to expand? Yeah,
0: so so at that point, it sounds like you're you were really successful in what you were doing. You were happy, you you loved the industry, um, but it seemed also too that the water was pulling you. <laughs> in some <laughs> respects, trying to bring you back to, to where you started.
1: It definitely has had an impact on my life. And there's an amazing book that I read called Blue Mind. Um, and it was written by an American uh, marine biologist. He wrote this amazing book on the power of water and how it imp- influences the body on a cellular level um, and mm. psychologically, um, physically, mentally, and I was really drawn to that. Um, and that was also during the time when I was starting to get into free diving. Okay. Um, but what the, the, one of the big changes for me was um, my health changed about five years ago. Um, and I went from being just very healthy normally, no problems generally, um, to having very severe panic attacks. Hmm. And this imp- impacted on my sleep my anxiety levels were very high. And I just felt really out of sorts for about 18 months. And looking back on hindsight, of course, is a great thing. But I do believe that at that point I was probably close to burning out. Um, I had two companies in London. I loved what I did. I'm a go-getter. I don't know when to stop. <laughs> and I think the body just went, you know what? You need to stop. Um, wow. And that was a proper pause button for me because I just wasn't, I couldn't be as productive as I was. And I mentally felt like I needed support. So a family member said to me, look, you've done all the health checks and the doctors have given you the all clear. And I'm thinking, well, that's great, but I don't feel like everything is great. Um, And he recommended trying meditation. And this is kind of where the mental well-being along with the water, it all starts to make sense as my story goes along. Yeah. Um, and meditation was my first introduction to the use of breath work to calm the nervous system and create a state of calm in your in your mind so that you can actually take control, better control back of your body. And it was a a profound experience. And that really triggered a lot of changes that then happened in my life going forward. So did you see the
0: connection or did somebody make that connection for you? Because you were already in the water, you were already doing some of that, but the meditation was a different piece
1: for you. you? How did you bring those two pieces together? The meditation was the starting point I had been scuba diving at that point, um, and I only started free diving a year later after I'd experienced the meditation.
0: Oh, Um, okay.
1: And I had been reading this book, as I mentioned, Blue Mind. Um, I'd been practicing the meditation techniques, nasal breathing, and the free diving was very much about breath control for sports performance. But what I found through my research, because I was fascinated, I just thought, I want to learn more about breathing techniques, just because I feel so much better. And I discovered another book called The Oxygen Advantage, which was written for sports performance, but had a wealth of information around improving your general well-being. Mm -hmm. And I can use a pun here, but I did a deep dive in breath from <laughs> that point onwards and I haven't looked back. Um, and I started to understand the science behind it. Why did meditation with nasal breathing work? What happens to the nervous system, the brain, um, and the impact that has on your general health and well-being? Um, and for the last five years, I've kind of just been researching it. I got certified in 2021 as a functional breathwork instructor so that I could teach others
0: what I'd learned. So you're, you were in the hospitality industry, things were going great. You decided to move back near the water and home. You then started to get the panic attacks, but you had two companies, right? You started, you had started two companies, you can correct me in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had two companies but I was in London at the time the panic attacks okay. were happening there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, is that what helped you make the decision to move back? Definitely helped me make the decision, but I also wanted to be closer to nature because I knew that that would nurture me. It had in the past and I'd lost contact with that.
0: Mm, um, okay. That had to be a hard decision though because when your career is going well and you enjoy what you're doing um and your health kind of knocks at the door and says, wait a minute, you forgot something. <laughs> uh, that's a hard yeah. that's a hard place to be to, to make those decisions, or or wasn't. Maybe at that
1: time it, it wasn't because it was more clear at that point for you. It was only clear after I'd done the meditation practice. Hmm. In the lead up, I could feel that there was this pressure building. And I didn't really understand, you know, how that was how that manifested. It just felt things felt difficult. Like it didn't feel as comfortable and as easy as it had before in the past.
0: And I think it's so important because I think a lot of people come to that crossroad in their life and it can be work. It can be relationships. It can be not, not knowing where to go, but not being happy where you are and feeling that being stuck. So you really pushed yourself to try to figure this out. And, and it seems as though it you were being pushed in a certain direction. So mm-hmm. you, you moved back home, um, you're near water again. What started to change for you then? Because you had already started the meditation
1: and things like that. Yeah. I think as soon as I made the decision to change location, I felt a sense of relief because mm-hmm. I knew that I would actually be able to shift the pressure that, that I was under by moving somewhere else and actually closed one of my businesses because oh. it, just, it felt like it had come to its natural end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and even when you don't live in a big city, if you live further out, you, know, you can still commute, you can still work remotely. You know, we've, the, the pandemic's proved that to us. And I did that for about six months you know, and I, oh. I still had my clients, I still had my business, um, but I was actively practicing breathing techniques, meditation, and free diving, and oh. I just think that combination of factors uh-huh. brought about clarity of mind that I hadn't had before. You know, so do you, do you look at that experience as a blessing for a new opportunity? Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful you know in the moment it was really challenging but yeah. when you put yourself in a situation where and this is how the only way I can describe this meditation practice it was a silent retreat so for 10 days I've had peace and quiet <laughs> no one spoke you know I, I people we didn't speak to each other we were in this beautiful place um But I had felt in the lead up to that, that I was, that, you know, I needed to get rid of all this excess noise in my life. Um, And what's interesting is when you stop talking, the mind gets super active, because it's not used Uh, to that. And it likes to take over, and it likes to challenge and challenge. And I remember about seven six or seven days into that retreat I was literally climbing the walls thinking what am I doing yeah (laughs) Why why am I here what am I doing to myself this is so hard yeah and I have to say my teachers were incredibly patient um they guided us they just said take it one day at a time and by day eight I think I must have had what you would call a breakthrough I just woke up feeling refreshed my sleep had improved in a week like dramatically Hmm. um and I just felt calmer in myself and when I and this is something I'm very very keen to share with my students is when they start to become more self-aware you you start to trust yourself and go you know what I can do this or I feel this and it's good for me so therefore let me try that again Hmm. Um, So it was very, I think, organic, for lack of a better word, because it just happened the way it happened for me. And I was just very curious. I wanted to know why this worked. And I wanted to understand the science behind it. Because to be fair, the yogis have known this for thousands of years. (laughs) But now we have the understanding of what actually goes on chemically, um, physiologically. And when you put all of that information together, For me, I just thought this is so exciting. I can't wait to share it with more people. So I have one question about the
0: meditation and then we'll go on to what you're doing now. But how difficult is it to be around other people and not slip up and and start asking questions? Because you didn't really get to know any of them, correct?
1: We met on the first evening when we all arrived and there was about 150 people there. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of people. And it was a very humble location in a, a near a forest, um, all built by volunteers and, com- and non-religious in the sense that it was focusing on a technique of nasal breathing and guiding you rather than having any kind of spiritual connection. Okay. Um, but we know meditation comes from Buddhist practice. So mm-hmm. I went into it with a very open heart and mind yeah. And everyone was there for very personal reasons. They don't really share that with you in the beginning. Yeah. And then you just have this nine days of silence. Wow. And then the very last day, so day 10, you actually, you get comfortable with it. Although some people left, you know, there was a few people who left in the first two or three days. It wasn't for oh. them. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I just found solace in that. And it it, it gives you a real sense of um, inner strength. Yeah, you, you have to accept what you are and how you feel and the thoughts you have um, and remind yourself that thoughts are not facts.
0: Yeah, we have yeah. to remind that of ourselves all, the, all time. the time. Yeah, yeah. And I would think that women listening to this would be like oh, 10 days of silence <laughs> like sign me yep. up <laughs> right now <laughs> that, that would be really great so so tell us like so what are you doing now?
1: so where I am now you know after that turbulence um, and a and lot of change in a very short space of time um, I continued with my business and then we you know 2019 2020 as we know the world, stopped for a while and that was another opportunity to to just take a step back and think about what I wanted to do so I took the business I had in London and I rebranded it to a social media training consultancy because it was something that I really enjoyed doing Mm -hmm. and I could do it online but the story is that I actually used images of my free diving on my website And I had the strapline deep dive into social media, which I thought was very clever. (laughs) And in my about me page, I was writing, I've mentioned I do free diving, hence the imagery, some breath work. And, you know, just, I just left it there and people would look at the website, and we talk about the social media and the training. And then they'd ask me about breath work and free diving because it's, you know, be curious. Yeah. But this started to happen a lot more. And I was thinking, okay, this is not what I expected. And I had a mentor at the time who just said to me, you really need to listen to your audience. What, do, what are they asking you for? And at the end of 2020, I took the decision to completely pivot, change my business. Um, and I went back to the Oxygen Advantage and signed up to become a certified instructor. And now, Eighteen months later, I'm a advanced breath work instructor. Um, I continue to train every week for free my free diving practice. Oh and gosh. I bring these two together in my training to help others really get a handle on their breath so they can improve their health and well-being, as well as sports performance if that's something they want to do.
0: Okay. Wow. So what types of people do you
1: generally work with? Like what types of issues can you help? It's very broad. You know, on one hand, I may have clients coming to me who have got some kind of chronic lung condition. They've had yeah. clinical support doc, and they are there on medical treatments, but they're looking for something natural that will support them through recovery, mm-hmm. particularly with long COVID. Yeah. Um, asthma, um, bronchiectasis, where the lungs pr- produce excess mucus, um, COPD, where lung function is really reduced. So that's kind of, I would say more than that, you know, the medical, because I'm not a doctor by any means. So I would work yeah. alongside their practitioner and support them. I would say the rest of my clients are a mixture of recreational athletes. So people who are Runners, cyclists, swimmers, also mountaineering, because we teach simulated high altitude training for that. Or I'll have individuals that are generally very healthy, but they want to really improve their lung function. So they will improve their immunity and their longevity as part of their overall well being. Oh, okay. Um, But it, you know, it really is very unique so one for example would be women dealing with menopausal changes because progesterone has a major impact on how we breathe so really yeah and we now have the 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 research and the, the you know the medical science to back this up we actually end up over breathing because progesterone stimulates the respiratory system and when it dips in menopause this affects not just your breathing but your sleep so if you've never had a sleep disorder before you may end up snoring or suffering from insomnia or even worst case scenario sleep apnea so there is a whole other side to it where i think people are starting to realize now actually breathing is a hugely important part of the overall package when it comes to holistic well-being so, does your work
0: primarily take place in the water, or is there a lot of
1: exercises outside of the water that they have to do? Um, so I don't teach people how to free dive. Um, okay. I, I all of my work happens out the water. Okay. Um, I, I would like to train to be an instructor one day, but you know, the free diving for me is a way of telling stories, and I use some of the exercises. Um, that we use out of the water, which sits nicely alongside what we do um, for general health practices. So all of the exercises are either done over Zoom or in in face-to-face. What we call in the free diving world, dry training. You've got to get your breathing right out of the water first Mm -hmm. and then you can add more advanced techniques for any kind of sports performance but for most people I work with that are not into the sports side of things they will just come to me for functional breathwork training which is getting their day-to-day breathing right so how they breathe when they're awake how they breathe when they sleep and how they breathe when they exercise I know that uh, about five years
0: ago I started to take a Class to get me ready to do a um, just a small running, it was like a 5k. And um, and the the piece that always slowed me down was the breathing piece, like that's what got me. I think my body would have kept up, but my breathing was like killing me. And for someone who's never smoked, I don't get it. And when I was younger. I was very athletic, but, um, you know, once you hit that 50 mark, it's true, your, your body changes and the way in which you breathe really does make a difference. So that's really interesting. And it's interesting that you're all the way across, you know, the world and, um, you can help people in the United States because you work remotely. And, and so you can touch anybody at any point and really help them out. So that's great. So if someone wanted to reach out to you um, to see if your techniques could possibly help them, what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Well, I have um, a new website being built. So for now, I have a um, linktree.com address, which I think you'll include in the show notes. Yes. yep. And that gives people direct access. They can set up a, a video call with me. They can email me. Um, they can also listen to my other podcasts, read some articles, watch some videos, and get a real sense of what a functional breathing training would look like. Yeah. Um, and of course, if they're on social media, I'm very um, happy to chat. I'm on Instagram under my name and LinkedIn. Okay, great. And what
0: three pieces of advice would you give to people that might be struggling themselves right now? So if you go back to the moment in your career where things started to change because of panic attacks? And I think panic attacks are really a call to action for a lot of people. I mean, I know I had them in my early 20s. I think that somewhere along the way, everybody probably can relate to that. It's sort of a, a, a real um, red flag for people that stop and, and really evaluate what's going on in your life. But what advice would you give somebody who might be at that moment where you were um, struggling
1: is well is to not be afraid to ask for help you know I just pushed on through thinking you know and this is typical of high performing individuals you've got that racing mind you just go 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 you're used to working to a deadline and nothing's going to stop you until your health does yeah you know and when you're starting to And I think people are becoming more self-aware. They're starting to ask better questions of themselves. But there are times where you just don't think that way because you are under so much stress that rational thinking goes completely out the window. Yeah. So a quick win if you're feeling overwhelmed, and that's very easy for us all to understand how that feels, is just to slow your breathing down, literally ninety seconds of slow inhales and exhales through the nose with the mouth closed can reset the nervous system. Hmm. And that can really just help to calm you. And it will also increase oxygen to the brain. So, you know, there's a myriad of techniques that we learn, you know, through the functional breathing um, platform that I work with. However, day to day, we all over breathe and we breathe from our upper chest and we mouth breathe and mouth breathing is what probably caused you to feel out of breath when you were exercising because you're oh. putting this pressure on the top of your chest not knowing because you were breathing through your mouth yeah so nasal breathing is the magic ingredient to start retraining respiratory health and for a lot of people that is a difficult thing to do if they have very congested sinus cavities, oh, Okay. Um, but there is, you know, there are simple things you can do like short breath holds as well as um, just retraining and being aware. Am I, I'm walking with my mouth open. I'll close my mouth, breathe through the nose. Um, there are decongestion exercises where you hold your nose and nod up and down with one breath hold. And that will open up the sinus cavity because we have a molecule in our sinuses called nitric oxide that's not produced in the mouth so when you breathe through your nose that opens up the airways because it relaxes the blood vessels so a little bit of knowledge can make such a difference but when you are in that state of overwhelm or before you get into a panic attack but you can feel the stress levels rising because the cortisol is starting to spike in the blood Uh slow everything down just start with that and that will that will help
0: okay as you're talking i had my mouth open and i closed it (laughs) and i started to try to just breathe through my nose so I think all day long today, I'm going to be doing that thinking about you know how often I'm actually breathing through my mouth, which I think I, I think you just do. And I think when you're running, like, I don't know for me, because I'm just not a runner. My husband's a runner. So like, that's just him. So he knows how to do it. But when, when I was doing it, I just needed oxygen. I didn't care where it was coming from, <laughs> whether it was through yeah. my nose or my mouth. I just needed it. But I wasn't doing it the right way, obviously. So... Thank you so much, Tracy. I really appreciate this. Every time that I talk to you, I learn something new. And it's just, it really is fascinating. I can see how you really took to it. I mean, you had the love of the water to begin with, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you you show the passion that you have for it and, and the interest. And, um, you know, I know that you're making a big difference in many people's lives. And if anybody's listening to this and wants to learn more, I highly recommend to just reach out and have a conversation because boy, it, it could make the difference. You know, mm. why stress out if you don't have to. So thank you so much for your time today. I really do
1: appreciate it. It's a pleasure. And I've just remembered the name of the, uh, the author of the book. Oh, good. <laughs> good. And Wallace J. Nichols. Okay. So the book is called Blue Mind. Um, absolutely beautiful book about the health of uh, and what water can do for the body. I will include that too in the notes, just so if, and and I might
0: just pick that up, book up myself and and read it. So thank you again. I I really do appreciate it. And every time we talk, I, I learn something new about functional breath work. I had no idea until we actually met, um, several months ago, I guess now, uh, that it it even was a thing. So it's, it's very, very interesting. So thank you again. And thank you, everyone. If you've been sitting on the fence and you really dislike what you're doing in your job, thinking about making a move, but not sure where to begin, contact Sharp Human Resources. We can help you make sense of the process. Go to sharphumanresources-buffalo.com. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I.